Thank you for tuning in to the 9 to 5 to Rich audio blog. This is Josh, Joshua Esters, back again with another episode. For those who don't know me, I run a multi-channel wholesale e-commerce business. I sell on Amazon, I sell on eBay, I sell on Poshmark, Macari, and newly Etsy. This episode, I'm going to talk about a milestone that I hit, or I believe it's a milestone, you know, it is finally getting $10,000 in sales uh, in 30 days, in one month, off of Amazon, off of Amazon. For me, that's a milestone because uh, when I started this journey, I did want to get away from Amazon for a little bit and kind of get more control and ownership of my business that I didn't have on Amazon. And now that I'm starting to see, uh, starting to get my, my, my flow off of Amazon, I feel like it's giving me more uh, confidence and more control to build a sustainable and reliable business. So I, I, I feel like it's a better business model um, if you're able to sell off of Amazon. So, so for those of you who started on Amazon and had trouble and had problems and, you know, and, and, and all the things that come with Amazon, and I know a lot of people simply just kind of take it, you know, they don't complain. They just say, Hey, you know, well, it's Amazon. I'm going to deal with these problems. But for me, I wanted to um, do something about it. And the answer to the issues I was having on Amazon when I was a full when I was doing Amazon full time was to go multi channel and sell on other platforms. So if you wanted to learn more about the platforms that I sell on in depth and and how you know I came into play with these different um, platforms, go to episodes uh 22 through 27 episodes 22 through 27 and before we get started let me clear something up last podcast i um, mistakenly mentioned that i have an episode where i talk about etsy and i do not uh i did correct myself after i said it but i i kind of said it a lot in that last podcast and I kind of corrected myself later, but, um, no, I don't have an episode on Etsy. I do plan on it. That's one of my, uh, one of my things to do is to, uh, put an episode together talking about Etsy, um, and, um, uh, talking about, you know, my, my experience on Etsy, just like I talked about my experience and how I'm running a, um, um, a multi-channel business on the other platforms such as Amazon, Poshmark, Macari, and uh, eBay. I have episodes on each one of those and how I'm doing on those platforms. So, $10,000. $10,000 in sales off of Amazon. So, I'm going to break down, you know, what the sales were and talk a little bit about... Um, um, talk a little bit about uh, each platform, how it performed for me um, during the month of August. You know, right now we're in September, so I'm going to talk about August because that's when it all happened. So let's get started. Let's get started. Um, so let's get started with the top. The top seller, the top selling platform for me in the month of August was eBay. So eBay, 
uh, I did a, I did a, um, I did about 5,500 in sales and I'm rounding these numbers up. My computer is acting up right now and, and, uh, I don't have like the exact dollars and cents. Um, but luckily I, I memorized, you know, roughly what it, what each, pla each platform did. So, so I did about 5,500 in sales on eBay, uh, in the month of August. And that is actually, uh, my sales are actually down on eBay opposed to previous months. And there's, uh, there's some reasons that I believe why, but, um, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so, so eBay, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a platform that I didn't really enjoy when I first started selling on it, um, well, that's not true. When I first started selling on it, I did enjoy it. It was just a little bit. I was just doing, you know, a few things here and there. But when I got kind of deeper into it, it was one of my least favorites. Poshmark was my uh, was 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 my favorite at the time. This was around last year, maybe towards the end of the year. Uh, Poshmark was my favorite, and I wanted to grow more on Poshmark than I did on anywhere else. But I decided to. Um, you know, put more effort and to eBay, and and I'm very pleased with the results. I truly under underestimated eBay and what it can do, and um, the types of things that it can do for my business. So truly underestimated it at one point in time, but I am no longer underestimating eBay. You know, so um, fifty five hundred in sales. I did have a slower month, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, their switch over from uh, PayPal taking payments to their in-house system. They call it managed payments. So for, for those eBay sellers listening, if there are any, you know exactly what I'm, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, if you don't, the, I'll just explain it real briefly. You know, when when someone when a customer pays for a product on eBay, it goes through PayPal and then you get your money from PayPal. But now they're basically taking it in-house where they are um, basically collecting the money. eBay is actually collecting the money and dispersing it to you instead of PayPal. And, you know, there's, a, you know, I, it's it's not really that big of a difference for me because on PayPal after a certain amount of time, I was able to uh, get my funds uh, right away. So when an item sold, the funds were available right away. And uh, I don't know how you get that. It just I just got an email one day saying that you can get instant funds now. You don't have to wait. The, the funds aren't hold. The funds aren't on hold or, or anything like that, um, which is the case when you first sign up for PayPal. But anyways, uh, eBay, the difference is eBay, you know, the funds are are not necessarily available right away like PayPal, but it's not that far off. I mean, they disperse money into your bank account directly every day, whatever is available. And they do hold, they do hold some funds, you know, um, if, uh, if a customer requests a return, they'll hold some funds if you have any available that day, but they do make deposits into your bank account every day. All right. Now, what does that have to do with my sales? Okay, so I think 
And um, I think this because there was a situation um, a few months back, those who were eBay sellers know what I'm talking about, when they had um, this situation where you had to uh, input item specifics. There's something called item specifics in the descriptions of your listings. You have to fill out all the different item specifics. You know, they want to know as many details as possible on the listing. Um, so all the different boxes, you have to just fill it out with details, right? Um, there was a situation like that a few months back where a lot of people had to add item specifics. And eBay um, said that, you know, if the item specifics aren't there, then you're less likely to show up in the searches and things like that. Okay, so when they switched over to managed payments, I think they they uh, they further implemented that. So it was implemented before, what wasn't on a mass scale, but I think now that they're over managed payments, they also kind of uh, their system. They you know did something to their system to where now they're kind of forcing that. Um, requirement on the listings. So, you know, at any given point in time, I have at least 80 to 100 plus, usually more than 80, but somewhere between 80 and 100 plus uh, listings on eBay. And if you go on uh, the desktop version of eBay, you won't know if you have to add if you have to add item specifics without clicking on the listing and editing editing the listing. You don't really know until you do that. And going through all of my listings wasn't something I was really interested in doing right away, right? To check to see. But on the app, if you don't have any watchers or if you don't have any um yeah, if you don't have any watchers on a specific listing, it'll tell you to add item specifics to the listing. Um, and then you just go in and add item specifics, you know. But if you have watchers, then it uh, right where it would right where it would say item specifics, it says, you know, send an offer, you know, because you have watchers on the listing, you send an offer. And if it says that, you won't really know if you need to add item specifics. Unless you click and edit, click on the listing and click edit and go through the listing to, you know, fill out um, all the different boxes of the details of the descriptions of, of your listings. So, you know, I just, you know, it, it just got to a point where um, I was like, OK, well, I think this is it. Uh, so I went through all of my listings one by one and um not every single listing. I went through the listings where it showed me that I needed to add item specifics. And I think there's probably, an, you know, another 40, 40 listings that I probably need to add item specifics to. But because I have watchers on those listings, it doesn't tell me. So I have to click through and go through them. So I, I did spend some time going through some of the listings and, and editing the uh, listing to complete complete the item specifics section of the listings. I think that's why my sales are down because if you go on my uh, when I go on my um, my analytics, it does show that my impressions and my views are down. They're down by the same percentage as my sales are down. So I'm like, OK, yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen anything like that before. I'm, I usually have um, my my 
uh, impressions and visits are usually up 10% plus every every month. Um, so I've never seen it negative 10% or 20% like they have been um, for the past maybe two months. So uh, I still have some work to do on eBay. And only that, I think some of the products that I've been selling, I think um, some of them may be dying down because of maybe the summer. Um, I think some of my, I think, I don't really 100% know. I think some of my, some of my listings, some of my products were maybe just more hot during the, um, during the summer. In addition to, um, I think this is all speculation. I don't a hundred percent know, but I think because, you know, people were going back, people were getting their kids ready to go back to school and all that craziness with that, because, you know, a lot of kids are going to school at home, such as my, such as one of my kids, um, you know, we're doing school at home and, um, it's, 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 it's nerve wracking or especially at that time when people were, you know, getting set up for it or getting prepared for it. It's kind of nerve wracking and, you know, just kind of took the focus off, um, you know, buying new products, I guess. So I think those are some of the, the things that probably brought my sales down. And, um, right now we're, about 10 days into the month of September. And I, I still haven't seen really a, a boost in my sales. Um, I'm kind of tracking um, around this, you know, if things continue the way they are, I'll do the same amount of sales that I did, you know, last month. But um, I think once I go back in and edit the listings and, you know, clean them up a little more, make them look a little better, make sure, you know, things are led make sure things are easily understood by the customer, just kind of just optimizing my listings a little more. Maybe that, you know, get the impressions and the views up, but, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. So that's, um, that's eBay right now, right now. That's eBay is me getting back on the, um, the sales train, I guess you could say, but yeah, I did about $5,500 in sales in the month of August on eBay. All right, so let's move to the next one. The next top selling platform is Etsy, you know. So just like I mentioned on the last podcast, uh, Etsy is a new platform for me. I started Etsy um, seriously, oh, I think I think it was July, late June, late June, early July is when I seriously got on Etsy. And um, it's... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of interesting things, interesting trends um, on Etsy for me. So Etsy, for the month of August, I did about thirty-three, uh, almost thirty-four hundred dollars in sales, you know, off Etsy, and um, and Etsy, I had different challenges on Etsy than I did on eBay. So um, in terms of my sales. And that challenge was pretty much just staying in stock. I mean, I wasn't in stock. If if I was in stock of my um, my best sellers for the entire month, I probably would be seeing about close to double, um, double that in sales. I probably seeing more sales on Etsy than I was on eBay that in that month. So um, you know, Etsy, it's 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 uh, it's it's a, it's a very, for me, it's a very interesting platform because, um, 
the number of things that they allow you to do. And the the buyers are really uh, the people on Etsy, like they're 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 ready to buy. You know, they're ready to buy. They're looking for something unique. They're looking for um, they're they're looking for stuff to buy. You know, and they spend top dollar. You know, um, so they they spend top dollar, and uh, it's 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 just been great. And I'm seeing some opportunities that I would like to take advantage of, but. Um, but let's talk about my challenges a little bit. So um, being out of stock and that's actually something that I'm working on because I usually kind of tiptoe. I usually I'm very conservative about the number of quantities I buy of a particular item. I'm usually conservative, but I think I need to kind of get a little bit more aggressive. Um, and I'm working on, you know, taking my best sellers and just staying in stock you know, staying in stock at all time. Because if I stay in stock and my best sellers, I won't have to, um, theoretically, theoretically, I, I won't have to really reorder my, you know, not so best sellers, right? You know, I, I wouldn't have to focus on quantity of listings, you know? Um, I can basically lower my listing count and theoretically, that will, you know, reduce the amount of work that I, uh, the amount of time that I, that I work. Um, and, and, you know, increase my sales and increase my profits off of stuff that are, as, that's already working for me. So that's number, that, that, that would be the number one challenge that I have on Etsy is, you know, making sure I have the right amount of stock, um, to capitalize on the, you know, the, the, uh, to capitalize on the, you know, the sales that I'm getting from, from Etsy. And the, the other, uh, challenge is not a challenge at all, really. It's just, um, I, I noticed that, um, I need the other challenges. I need to spend more time. I need to spend more time understanding the platform. I need to spend more time optimizing my profile. Now, on Etsy, and I'm sure it's like this on other platforms as well, but Etsy, I think more directly, um, I think there's a direct impact on your profile and, you know, how your profile is presented. Not a huge, uh, you know, that's not to say that when you first get on Etsy, you need to, you know, make sure you have a really good profile because I didn't. I mean, my profile looked very confusing you know, but I was still making sales. But now it's time to, now that I tested the waters, it works. It works for me. I want to basically now, you know, put more effort into it. Now, here's, here's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is there's a, Etsy puts a value on a profile that has, you know, an about me section where you fill out all of that stuff, right? You know, here's what I sell. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Um, you know, you fill that stuff out and, um, you know, and, and, uh, you basically, basically don't leave anything blank in, t in terms of your profile, right? You know, get you a little, get you a little, um, image, you know, for your profile picture or whatnot. Um, right now my uh, image, image of my profile is just, um, a stock photo of one of my products. And, uh, I, I don't really anticipate changing it. It, it it doesn't make a big of a difference for me, but, but basically, you know, when someone clicks on my shop, they can kind of like get a feel of, 
hey, this is like a real business. This is a real person. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not the face of my business. I don't put my face on the profile pictures. I don't, I'm not in the about me section. I'm not going to talk about actually myself. I'm going to talk about my, my company. Right. Um, so, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, basically optimizing those things. I haven't really done that yet. You know, I, I just have to sit down and do it. I haven't really done it yet. I did a little bit, but not too much. But Etsy actually does put a value on that in terms of, um, you know, their algorithm, you know. So so um, let's talk about a few things that are pretty good about Etsy is Etsy, you know, allows you to um, to look at some analytics. You know, that's where one of the uh, well allows you to look at analytics. But what I uh, what I meant to say is it allows you to look at keywords that. Um, people are typing in to find your products. I think that's that's very valuable. I mean, the, the name of the game, the name of the game is data. That's the name of it. And a lot of people really undervalue what that is. And that's the problem that that a lot of, that's, that's actually a problem that Amazon sellers do not know they have. They don't know they have this problem. And the problem, the problem of not having any data and not having any analytics. What are people typing in when they're searching for your products? Now, unless you unless you, you know, do a, a, a PPC campaign on Amazon, you'll probably get some more data. But you have to pay for that, right? With the PPC. But on on uh, on Etsy, you don't have to pay for it. It, 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 they'll just tell you. They'll tell you what people are typing in to find your stuff on each individual listing, and then you can look at you know what. Um, and, and then that, on the micro level, it tells you on each particular listing, and then on the macro level, you can kind of look at all the different. Um, on one page, you can look at all of the different keywords people are using to find your shop. So, uh, so Etsy's Etsy's um, Etsy has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. All right, cool. So. Let's move on. Move on to uh, Poshmark. Poshmark, I did um, just under 1,600 in sales on Poshmark. Now, um, Poshmark, you know, it's, 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 you know, I was telling a, I was telling a guy earlier, you know, I was dropping off my packages at the USPS and another guy was too. And, you know, you, you can tell when people are online sellers, they have a lot of packages, right? So we started talking a little bit. And I was telling them, like, you know, Poshmark is good when Poshmark is good. Um, I'm trying to get it back up. I don't really 100% know why it kind of deadened for me um, back in June, you know. Um, but... I I still do believe in the platform. It does. I, I am starting to see a, a positive increase. I am starting to see a positive increase um, um, or positive trends, rather, um, on Poshmark. And, and actually, uh, I, I think one of the things, and I, I don't think this is a big factor, one of the things that kind of maybe um, – plays a role into my sales is my comp, you know, my competition. Competition has increased a whole lot since um, last year, around this time when I really was getting serious with Poshmark. Uh, competition has increased, but it's not that big of a deal. You know, the, the thing about 
thing about Poshmark and, 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 and a lot of these other platforms in general is that you can, you know, you can, you can differentiate yourself. You know, um, people fall in love with your store. They fall in love with your store. You know, you just have to, you just have to show up. You just have to be there when they're looking. And, um, you know, and if you have something that others don't have, then, you know, it's all good. But, um, here, here's what my plan is with, with Poshmark. And, um, well, let, let me talk about one of the trends that I'm seeing, and then I'll talk about my plan. So one of the trends that I'm seeing on Poshmark is people are starting to bundle. People are bundling my items and buying them. All right. So I'm like, um, you know, that's actually it's very beneficial for me. Obviously, I get to sell two things at one time, obviously. And. Um, uh, and, you know, yeah, I, I just get to sell two things at one time and it's just good. You know, now the thing with Poshmark, one of the the good things with Poshmark is it it allows you to offer a percentage off if a customer buys in a bundle, right? So it's it's automatic. You don't have to do anything. They just have to bundle it and buy it. They get five percent off. You can put five percent, ten percent, and I think maybe you can put fifteen percent. But right now, mine is on five percent. One of the things I need to do, and I haven't done it yet. I need to change that to 10%. And the reason why I think I should change it to 10% is because I set it at 5% during, you know, around this time last year when Q, Q4 was approaching, you know, people were more, you know, during that time, obviously people spend more, you know, but during the off season, I, um, I should have, um, put it to 10%, uh, 10% off when you bundle, maybe that I increase my sales, but you know, um, so, so I think, um, I think that is, uh, what I'm really going to be using Poshmark for now, Poshmark, I do get the best margins on Poshmark. I make the, I make the most money per unit on Poshmark than I do on any other platform, eBay, Amazon, you know, whatever I, I, I get the best return on my investment there. It's just a matter of volume. Right. It's just a matter of volume. So even though the sales are, you know, uh, was it 1500, which is down by a lot, I'm usually doing or, you know, I'm usually, do, usually doing between three thousand and five thousand um, dollars a month on Poshmark, you know, down to fifteen hundred. It's like, yo, like this is not good. But if it was the only platform I was selling on, I'll be in deep trouble. Right. But anyways, so I do make the most money per unit. On, on Poshmark, and if I just bundle it, if I if I really focus on bundling, and a lot of people on Poshmark, I don't think they know that you can bundle, because I have I have had sales from people who bought, um, who bought things from me at the same time, but they were separate orders, so they paid, you know, they paid twice the shipping, you know, Poshmark, the buyer pays shipping. You know, they, 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 as of this recording, it's seven dollars and eleven cents. So, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't really hundred percent know if everyone knows that they can bundle. So what I'm doing is, or what I did was, I went through all of my listings, and in my description, one of the top three uh, lines in my description, I say bundle, you know, bundle, you know, for for a discount. So that way, um, it kind of gets into their mind that they should bundle. And then it, it, it did take me, you know, 
Um, Poshmark, I had at that time, I had maybe about 80 listings and it did take me about, you know, four hours to go through all of them to, you know, make edits. And, and, and during that time, I was, I was on some of the listings, some of my really old listings, I did it, you know, just uh, clean it, clean up a few things um, in addition to letting customers know to bundle. So that's part of the reason why it did take me a little longer. It probably would have took me about three and a half hours, honestly. Um, but altogether, it took me about four hours. Um, and then the next day I started seeing people putting together bundles. Now, you know, they were putting together bundles and giving me and then they will put together the bundle bundle and then they'll send it. They'll send an offer on that bundle. A lot of low ball stuff that I had to decline, but it was successful. I think that, you know, people started thinking about bundling. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and the thing is like on Poshmark, like, I'm not accepting low ball stuff unless it's something really old that I'm really trying to get out of my um, inventory. And, um, and even at that, even then I don't sell, I don't sell at a loss. I mean, there's the, I can count on my hand how many products I sold at an actual loss on Poshmark this whole year. And, um, which may be about four, maybe, yeah, maybe five tops, but there's very few things that, you know, I don't sell at a loss. I'll sell to break even, but I don't sell at a loss. And um, there's a reason for that, you know. But anyways, so let me, I'm, I'm using uh, Poshmark to bundle. Now, keep in mind, you know, my average sales price is about $40 across all the platforms. It's about 40 bucks, average sales price. You know, so, um, you know, it's easy to, you know, do about a hundred dollars a day, um, which I was doing at one point, I was doing between a hundred and hundred fifty dollars a day on Poshmark, but so it's very easy to do a hundred dollars a day in sales, you know, but it's just a matter of, you know, you have to share your listings and things like that. I don't have too much of a problem with that. I, I do, um, I do, I, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, on Poshmark, um, I probably spend about, I don't know, 15 minutes a day, if less than that, on Poshmark. If I average if I average it out, it'll probably be about 30 minutes, including, you know, um, updating listings and things like that. When I get more quantities, I'll, um, you know, update my sold, my sold out listings, so on and so forth. So maybe about 30, 30 minutes a day on average. Um, but, you know, it does give me the... It, it, it still is a viable option for me at this point. You know, it's still a platform I still want to do, um, continue to do well on. Uh, you know, I'm constantly building repeat buyers and things like that. You know, like I said, when it's good, it's good. But the the whole thing is, is just consistency. You know, if you're consistently consistently sharing your listings, you're going to see traction. And that's part of the reasons why, um, you know, it died out for me in June. I wasn't sharing as much. Um, because my sales weren't much, but you know, I but I wouldn't really know a hundred percent how much of the not sharing contributed to my lower sales. But it was definitely low, definitely low. I mean, I was easily doing a hundred dollars a day on Poshmark, easy, you know, and that that would be about two, two, sometimes three, three products uh, or, or three units sold, you know. So, um, so yeah, so I'm gonna use Poshmark for bundling. All right, let's move 
on. So we went over Amazon, uh, excuse me, we went over uh, eBay, we went over Poshmark, we went over Etsy, and the last one I'm going to talk about is Macari. All right, so let's get into it. So Macari, uh, my sales Macari were about 500, 500 bucks. <laughs> um, so 500 bucks on Macari. Um, now, Macari, you know, these things, it, it's been interesting, you know, having a multi-channel business model or doing the multi-channel business model. It's been interesting this past, um, I guess, what, year and a half now that I've been doing it because there's fluctuations, there's fluctuations, some platforms, you know, um, you're spending more time on and then, then a couple months down, you're spending more time on another platform. You know, and you're spending, you know, it, it's fluctuation. It, I, my time and effort is not evenly distributed across all the platforms at all times. It's just not. And it keeps things a little interesting, you know. Um, but anyways, Macarium, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's the platform that I started on outside of Amazon. I mean, and, you know, I was, um, I was just crazy over Macari. I mean, I was just like, just so fascinated, you know, just about the differences between my experience on Amazon and my experience on Macari. Just, just fascinated, you know, and, um, and I really enjoyed it when I was doing it, um, when I first started doing it. <clears throat> but anyways, so, you know, it's just, just, you know, I don't sell that much on there. You know, I probably, I did what I think I did make about, uh, about 20 sales that month. Um, and there was other months where I would do about a thousand fifteen. Uh, I think the most I've ever done in a month on Macari was fifteen hundred. So I I don't see it as it, it's it's not a platform that, um, it's not a platform that I expect to be like my eBay or Poshmark or uh, or Etsy. You know, um, it, it's 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 not like that for me. You know, it's not like that for me. For other people, there it may be, it could be, and I'm sure there's people who sell, um, you know, who sell really well on Poshmark. It's just my products, like I said, they're more on the ex, you know quote unquote expensive side. You know, like um, I mean, I, I've sold products for close to a hundred dollars. Like you know, like the uh, what was that? Um, maybe last month I sold one of my products for ninety six dollars. On Macari, you know, I mean, it's just an option, right? Like I could put the same $9,600 product on eBay and on Poshmark and I'll get it on Macari first, you know? So, you know, it, it's, 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 I don't spend a lot of time on it. That's, that's the thing. Like it doesn't take me a lot of time to do it, you know? Like it's, it's kind of like set it and forget it. You know, I have my, my, my way of doing things. I've been on Macari for a little while, so I kind of, uh, know how I want to do business in terms of how I, uh, on Macari, like you could promote your listings, right? You can, you know, um, uh, they, they call it promote where you send an offer or you reduce the price by a certain uh, percentage point. Like I, I already have that in my mind on each product. You know, I already, I already, I already know how to use the platform, how I want to use the platform. It doesn't take me, it doesn't take me, take me any effort, you know, the most the, the most time that I spend is when I'm you know listing an item, which uh, which which now is not as much time as before because now there's a relist button 
on on Macari. So on Macari, after item sales, you can click on there's a there's a relist button. You can click on relist, and you know, uh, it'll take you to the description page where it has all your pictures. You know, you make whatever edits you need to make if you need to. And for me, it's not really anything. Uh, the only edit that I usually make is uh, like when you click relist, it doesn't uh, it it doesn't it doesn't keep the same weight of the uh, it doesn't keep the same weight that you had in the listing before for whatever reason. Like on Macari, if you haven't sold on Macari, you have to put the the weight of your package, you know, um, in the listing. You have to. So sometimes, like if it's a you know, if one pound, it's not going to, uh, it, it's not going to uh, when you relist it, it's not going to carry over. You just have to put one pound again, you know. So you know, I do that, click relist and keep it pushing. So I, I don't spend a lot of time on the platform, and you know, I make a couple hundred dollars. You know, and um, but for me, it's more of a, a of an option thing, right? So, so if I have a new product, uh, if I have a very you know a new product that I haven't had before, uh, obviously it's new, but um, I may list it on all of the platforms just to see which one gets the most interest, which platform is uh, presenting it to customers better than the others. And uh, which platform it sells on the fastest, right? And there are times where Macari is that is that platform, right? So I have, so so when I do a reorder of that product, where do I put my energy? Okay, I don't put my energy on all four of the platforms I'm selling on. I put it on okay, so it may be Macari because it it got the it made it made the uh, it made a sale the fastest on Macari, so I put it on Macari and then I maybe put on a, a second platform, just as backup, right? Just in case you know that first time was a fluke. So um, and um, I have a few products that just you know sell better on Macari than the others. I mean, it's not a high ticket product, but um, you know, people like it, people who browse Macari. So, um, but you know, the thing about Macari as well is I have a product and I actually need to look this up. I have a, uh, there's a brand that I sell. Um, it's one of the, it's one of the most well-known brands on the platform. Now that's, it might sound a little weird, but, um, if you don't sell on Macari, but it's a very well-known brand. You know, people who go to Macari to to find these things. You know, um, Funko would be an, would be one of those brands, right? Funko people go to Macari to find Funko. You know, so it's it's, it's it's I'm not talking about Funko, by the way. I don't sell Funko. I have sold Funkos, but I don't. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. But I do have a brand that's very well known on Macari, and uh, I have I have talked about it a little bit in the past where I um I can sell. You know, it's uh. It's a um, at the at the highest I sell it for thirty six dollars with the buyer paying shipping, and the shipping could be like eleven bucks. Um, and then the lowest I've sold it was probably maybe twenty, maybe twenty eight dollars plus buyer pay shipping. But anyways, it's a uh, how much do I pay for that item? That item is about um. Jeez, how much I pay? Uh, twenty bucks. It's about twenty bucks. Was it twenty dollars? And the reason why I, I, I kind of forget is because the the company 
the you know the company the 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 manufacturer or distributor or whatnot who makes the product they they don't they don't have any more they're not gonna have any until um I think they told me either this month or next month, but it'll be towards the end of the end of the year um I think it's twenty bucks I think I paid twenty bucks or nineteen dollars something like that jeez, oh, oh no. 18, uh, it's like 1850 per unit, my cost. And I usually make in between 10 and $12, you know, per, um, per cell. Um, I think even more, but anyways, if you just did the math on that real quick, it's, um, the, the thing about Macari is, um, you don't pay, you don't pay a, um, you don't pay Macari a commission on the price that the buyer pays for shipping. Unlike eBay, so if eBay, you know, if you're selling an item on eBay um, for, let's say, uh, $15 plus $5 shipping, you're going to pay 10%, you know, you're, you're going to pay eBay's, you know, uh, 10% on the $20, not the $15, Right. But on Macari, if you list it for in this case, I listed for thirty six dollars and then um, the buyer pays eleven dollars shipping. I'm only paying 10 percent on the thirty six dollars. So thirty six dollars minus 10 percent, three dollars and sixty cents. So that's fifteen forty or excuse me, thirty two forty. If I'm doing my math, just trying to do it real quick. So. Thirty-two forty. I think I have. I think I have that wrong. But if you did the math, um, and then minus the uh, my cost is eighteen bucks. So yeah, you're looking at about eleven, twelve dollars per unit. Just doing the math off the top of my head. <laughs> so anyways, that's profit. You know that I make on this product, um, and I was selling about you know two a day. You know, sometimes, you know, one a day, obviously, you know, weekday or whatever, but I can sell. I mean, one time I sold five in one day, you know, and basically made $60 when one day off that one product. Um, and, you know, it, it's a it's a brand that, um, you know, you, you you just can't sign up and get a wholesale account with them. You just you just can't. You know, there's a certain way, a certain criteria that I that I um, that I strategized to meet in order to get this account. But um but yeah, once I get that product back, uh, it's going to be on, you know, and, and I never stayed in, I never stayed in stock. I was always, you know, I mean, uh, you know, a few days out of, not a few days, about a week out of stock. Um, cause you know, just me being conservative, but, um, but now I know that, okay, this is something I can keep consistently, you know? And, and the funny thing is, is this, this, this same product sells on Amazon for cheaper, than what I sell it for, you know, but because no one else has it, no one else can get it on my, who's selling on Macari. Um, you know, no one else has, you know, it's just me selling this particular product from this brand. And, uh, it's, it's hot. It's a hot one. I didn't know it at the time, but I found out it's a hot one. So once I get that back up, you know, my Macari, my numbers will be really good on Macari and mostly because of that one product. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check, I'm actually check for tonight to see if they have them back in stock. And there's a few other products that they have in stock. Um, if I get them, it's gonna, you know, my Macari is gonna really, really be good, <laughs> you know, but, um, 
I don't know. They 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 choose not to be in stock on some of these really good sellers for me. But, you know, it's fine. That's the point of having um, a multi-channel experience or business model is that, you know, if one isn't doing that well, you're not, you know, you're not in, in deep trouble. So that's it. That's it, y'all. That's it. Those those are um, those are the four platforms that allowed me to get 10,000 in sales in the month of August. And honestly, I, I think I um, I think I actually hit that before, maybe earlier this year. Um, I have to go through my numbers again and look at it. And that's actually something I'm getting better at is looking at my numbers more frequently. Um, and, um, which is, which is how I've been able to kind of remember my sales, um, because I've been, you know, practicing, looking at my numbers more is for the most part is just me. I'm just like working, 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 like let me get sales, 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 sales. Cause I have a general idea of how much I want to sell per day. And I'm really just constantly chasing that. Right. So, you know, $10,000 a month is what, uh, 300 and, um, was that $330 in sales per day on average. Right. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, right? Where, you know, like, it's not three, I don't get, you know, it may not be $330 of sales in per one day, but, you know, on a Saturday, I may do six, five, $600 in sales, right? And it kind of, you know, averages out that way. But, um, but yeah, I just been kind of just kind of just hitting the ground, running, running, running. I do have a virtual assistant that helps me, you know, put the books together in terms of uh, um, putting my sales together at the end of the month. Um, but you know, and, um, yeah, and, and I, I do double check the work by the way. I'm not just like not double checking the work, you know, but there were, there has been a few months, like I've been working with this person for a couple of years now. There has been a few months where I probably didn't, you know, look at her work as much as I did in previous months because I do trust, you know, what, you know, I do trust her work because of, um, you know, just her prior history. Um, so there, there has been a few months that I didn't really look at it. So, um, and I feel like I probably hit 10,000 before off of Amazon, but, um, but this month in particular felt different because I felt like my sales were really going well, except for eBay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so that is, um, so that's that, that is that. Um, next episode, I'm going to talk about Q4. I'm going to talk about Q4 because Q4 is pretty much here, you know, um, and I, I almost missed it. I almost missed it. And I could tell you more about that on the next episode. In the meantime, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, and as I always say, in the meantime, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.